Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by The Playroom of El Paso, a place to promote, educate, communicate, and create new and continued friendships in the area in and around El Paso, Texas, and La Cruces, New Mexico. Check out the link in the show notes of this episode to find their FetLife group. Go play. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. At the point that our listeners are hearing this, we are just past the Christmas holiday. We are. Did you get everything you asked for? Ooh, trick question, since I haven't unwrapped them yet. Yes, we are recording this in the past, or the future. We are recording this in the Christmas past. We are. Ebenezer Scrooge is our Scrooge, is our, or Scrooge McDuck. You know what's funny, though, is that uh, we did buy ourselves something. Oh, we did. <laughs> and I don't think we're going to wrap it, because we already showed one of the kids last no, night. No, I already played with it. We bought ourselves a copy of Settlers of Catan, which they tell us is the... Um, uh, a fantastic board game. We've been playing uh, Carsicon for some time now, mm-hmm. and um, now we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> None of this is kinky at all, by the way, folks. In case you're curious, oh, Settlers of Catan, I have to bring that to the dungeon. No, it's just a regular game. No, if you want a card game or a board game to bring to the dungeon, <sighs> but um, what a segue! What a fun, if I didn't know better, I would have guessed you set that up. No, not at all. At the point you're listening to this, as Dawn was about to tell you, you there are uh, we're still a couple days away from the funding ending of Kickstarter yes. on Kickstarter. So, yay. Well, it's actually fully funded at this point, and everybody just wants their cards early, and we have a few days left before we're allowed to end the project on Kickstarter. Yep. So we are, um, I don't want to say overfunded. We are over the goal that we set. Right. But it's going to go into some fabulous extra stuff that we can do with the cards. Yeah, and it's, it's allowed us to expand the deck from uh, 50 to now we're looking at 60, 70 cards. Mm-hmm. Some other things that we thought, wow, this would be great to do, but we'll have to think about that in the future. Our funding goals have been so solid that we've decided we're going to go ahead and implement them right off the bat. Yay! Uh, you can still get in on this at kinkstarter.eroticawakening.com. At the point that this podcast comes out, you'll have about two days right. to get involved. December you, 29th is when yeah. it ends. And, uh, of course, after a month or two goes by after that, we'll have options for people that listen to the podcast in the mm-hmm. future. Yes. Or the past. I, however that works. It's, <laughs> we'll get beyond the whole future past thing. So that's kinkstarter.eroticawakening.com. You can check that out. If you are listening to this in the past, you should go there anyway to check out who donated and made that project actually happen. Yes. Uh, so other than that, Dawn, uh, thank you for the playroom of El Paso, Texas, for uh, getting us uh, our uh, paying for the bandwidth for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Very much appreciate that. Um, Comes in handy. It does. Oh, Keeps we the have... podcast on the air. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Hey, we have an actual topic today, don't we? We do. Today is episode four of our continuing series of A Hundred Ways to Make Your Slave Feel Feel Owned. owned. 
I know, which is always a um, topic on FET. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that a slave needs to feel owned versus things that you can do to make your slave feel owned. And, you know, and I just like to say, this is not our list. That's why we're discussing it. We found this list somewhere mm-hmm. else, and we're just going to discuss the, the pieces that come up. I've, I've previewed a few of the ones on mine today. Mm-hmm. Some I agree with, some I don't agree with. Same here. But the reality is you and I have been in, this, in a power exchange relationship for well over 10 years now, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with somebody offering me some advice on things that I can do to keep that energy and give it a little a little tweak here and there, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's perfectly legitimate for a hundred ways that you can keep your marriage Absolutely. Uh, revitalized. It doesn't imply you have a bad marriage or that it needs it, but it doesn't hurt for every once in a while to show up and bring roses. I used to bring you, actually, because I'm a, apparently I'm a cheap bastard, <laughs> but I used to bring you Kit Kats, if you remember that. Uh-huh, I Back do. when you could eat Kit Kats. Back when I could eat Kit Kats. And they, then they came out with the white chocolate Kit Kats, and you used to bring me those. Hmm. Yay. <laughs> I miss the white chocolate Kit Kats. So uh, if you're not sure what we're talking about, we'll go ahead and do one right off the bat. Okay. Um, so this is from a list that's, going, that's gone around, 100 different ways that you can make your slave feel owned, slave mm-hmm. or submissive, whatever language you want to use. And you and I have been going through this list, and there's some things that we've said, said yes, we've done that. There's other things we've said, no, that's silly. That doesn't belong in our relationship. Other things where we've said, ooh, I didn't know. And here's the, the good ones are when you, your eyes light up, mm-hmm. and I'm going, <clears throat> excuse me. I look at something and go, well, who cares? And your eyes are lit up. I go, wait a minute. <laughs> so that's interesting. Exactly. So um, I'm actually going to uh, look at this. Uh, why don't you do one to start with? Okay. So um, I've got one here that's a little odd, but... Uh, you know what? I haven't heard this one before, so let's give it a try. Four transgressions. Have her write your name on the bottom of her foot and tell her to remember she is walking on you with each step. Interesting. Interesting. That would be amazingly hard for me to do. Why? Because it's You're so for, ticklish? Huh? No. Uh-uh. But because... Every time I put my foot down, if I'm supposed to remember that I'm walking on you, that means that I have done something wrong. Every time I put my foot down, I won't be able to forget it once I write it on the bottom of my foot. So not only do I have the reminder that I'm a reflection of you, but that I did something wrong that showed that reflection in a negative light. So every time I put my foot down, I'm stepping on you. (laughs) I don't know that I'd be able to walk that day. <laughs> I might sit down because that would, um, I don't know I want to use the word shame, but it would definitely drive it home that I'd done something wrong. Right. Interesting. I, I would say for me, this one is one of those that I go, huh, I don't quite resonate with it. I think this is the value of this list is because I never would have thought of this. Uh, and it's an interesting, uh, interesting idea. Yeah. And it's really not about does it resonate with me so much as what is the impact on the person I'm trying to right. uh, guide. Right. And then you have to decide, you know, because I would, I, I say shame's not the word that I want to use, but I bet you shame would come up, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the shame for doing a transgression, you know. Um, so as a master, do you want your slave to feel shame in something they've done? You know, it, it's kind of a... A negative thing to create 
positive outcome. You know, you have to know your slave. Does right, that right. work for them? So, like, like I said, for me, I don't know that I could put my foot on the ground. Punishment's a really tricky thing, anyway, mm-hmm. because you are um, giving the some giving the person who you are punishing this physical, not necessarily physical, but tangible mm-hmm. recognition of a trans. Right. But it also gives them the opportunity to correct it. And that's the part of punishment that makes it so powerful is that it does, it removes, and and I'll lean on some Buddhist terminology, it removes suffering Mm -hmm. because it gives you the opportunity to directly address Mm -hmm. the transgression and be done with it. Right. You know, at the point with this put the name on the shoe or on the bottom of the foot thing, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I could take your shoe off and take your sock off and I could right. see the words rubbed off. And I could say, okay, this, this transgression's been paid for. We can or, stop worrying about it. Or even do a little ritual thing of where in front of you, you would tell me to scrub it off. Right. Or say, you would scrub it off saying, now I forgive you. This is, and this is something that I've actually got a note on this from the last time we talked that I have not followed through with lately. I need to keep this in mind that there needs to be a post-punishment ritual. That sub-acknowledgement that the punishment phase is over. That mm-hmm. I have, and now, to step back for a moment, if you come to the podcast because you're kinky and your terminology of master-slave means who's on top and who's on bottom, mm-hmm. this does not right. resonate. It won't matter. Just move on. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about my dick in a little bit. Um, will we? Well, I better I put that in my notes here. My <laughs> dick. Okay. Um, but if you're in a power exchange relationship where you're pushing the other person to grow in a particular direction, then the post-punishment ritual, the punishment I do believe is important, the post-punishment ritual says, yes, it is over. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that, like what you were just talking about with scrubbing off the word, that I need to do a better job of, is to make sure that there is a post-punishment ritual, that people that, are, that I'm punishing make sure they, they understand, even though I'm saying, look, it's over, mm-hmm. to make sure that they understand, yes, it is over, and that truly for myself it's over. Right. Right. Now, over time, I've learned that with you, when it's over, it's over, you know, and I've, I've learned how to, to let it go. And we've actually talked recently about the importance of punishment. So, um, giving it and receiving it and being over it. Right. So, and, um, one of the things that I have found is that it's a little difficult and I don't know how, I guess because the question's about punishment, (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how I got on this, but, um, if I am outside of a loop of something going on where punishment's been delivered, punishment's been received, I'm not in that loop. So, you know, something's going on beside me and I can't give punishment or receive punishment. I actually get kind of lost. Yeah. So, you know, I really like that structure. So if I'm involved, I get the punishment and then it's done. Yeah. I, so. I mean, for us, the, the big thing about power exchange relationships is that they are about responsibility. It's about my responsibility, about mm-hmm. your responsibility. And if a transgression happens and there's no response in the form of whatever punishment, then there's no responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're responsible for doing ABC and you don't do ABC, then I'm responsible for making sure that that is corrected. Right. If I don't follow my re, re, uh, responsibilities, then there's no, there's no power exchange relationship. In exactly. our opinion. In our opinion. Now, I'll, I'll do one off my list. And okay. Here's where the people who are into kink, to the master-slave terminology for just kink, listen to the last question and say, well, this has got nothing to do with me, right? <laughs> right. 
And here's where the failing of this list of 100 things, because the people that are into hardcore power exchange MS, like you and I, that uh-huh. found that last question very useful, then they have this question. Okay. Which is, or this actual this suggestion for 100 things you can make your uh, submissive or slave feel owned. Uh, have him or her fall asleep between your legs, licking uh, your cock and balls or twat, and tell him or her you expect them to still be there when you awake. Hmm. Hmm. Now, for me, and you have to mark on your sheet that you did this for four, so remember to put these notes up. Yes, sir. I don't find that valuable at all. I find that it's king. Well, fuck. <laughs> now, overall, at the point at this point in my life right now, overall, that's annoying. Right. I don't sleep with my legs sprayed open. <laughs> and... You and there are times the where <laughs> there are times right before you and I go to bed where you will orally pleasure me. Yes. But then I want to go to bed. So we're either done because I'm done, done. <laughs> or I'm finished being orally pleasured. And I grab your head and I put it on the pillow. Right. So I can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just it's I have no value in this one. I don't know if it would make me feel owned. I didn't get that. You know, like if you say sleep at the foot of the bed, I would. If you said, um, I don't know, grabbing my hair and pulling me off of your cock and putting my head beside you on the pillow, that makes me feel owned. Mm-hmm. Sleeping between your legs, I wouldn't be able to sleep because I'd be dodging knees as you roll over and trying to make sure my head's still between your legs and you'd be suffocating me as you're trying to put your legs together and it, it would just be a very difficult evening. That's, yes. <laughs> None of us would get sleep, and you'd be grouchy going to work. <laughs> so that one does not strike me as valuable either. Uh, so before we go any further, I do want to thank um, A Touch of Kink from the UK for sending you a tentacle link. Oh I didn't gosh. see the tentacle link, but it did turn you on, which is always a benefit in my house. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, and let's run through the subscribers really quick. So we do have a couple more. Not as many as last time, but, you know, this is... A... Are you sure these aren't repeats? I think we did some of these before. You think so? We could have. No, because a couple of them, a couple of them said... I know I'm supposed to have joined by now uh, <laughs> when they joined. One of those was Chip from Georgia, so he's a long time oh, right, right. And he's uh, like... <laughs> so Chip from Georgia, who is our number one tentacle link fan. Yes. Uh, I see a touch of kink just sent us a new tentacle link, so I'm just and putting Fat that out Master there. Fatmaster has been sending and them And Fatmaster, so they're, they're, they're nipping dragon. on your heels as number one tentacle fan. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, we should probably do something... We should remind people that our next episode that we do is going to be the end of year episode or the mm-hmm. beginning of the year episode. So if you have a favorite uh, Fet Life name that you've come across that strikes you as particularly good, oh, or a variety of other things, that but that's one that we're going to do. Favorites for, of 2012 yeah, or something. Like we did last year. Yeah. So if you have a favorite Fet Life name you've come across, send that to us. Favorite tentacle pick. Favorite tentacle pick. Favorite food on boobs pick. Favorite. <laughs> There's not too many of those to choose from. Uh, anyway, uh, so you're talking about our subscribers. subscribers. Mm-hmm. We have the Glass Spider from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Sir Will from Ohio. That's another one of those that said he should have joined a while ago. Oh, actually. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I better not combine those together. Okay. <laughs> Eric from Connecticut, Tammy uh-huh. from New York, and Bix Kitty from Ottawa, and JM from Las Vegas. So uh, Bix Kitty, we are coming to Ottawa 
We in are the months Beginning ahead. Of May, I think. And then we will also be in Edmonton, which is also in the Canadia. And if anybody knows how to get us to Las Vegas, JM, this is your this <laughs> is your calling, much appreciative. JM. Yes. Um, other we, than get your ass on the plane and fly out. You know, like, we have presented in West Virginia, Ohio, and Georgia, though. Connecticut. That's not Boston, is it? No, that's Massachusetts. Yeah. So we have been up that in that way. So cool. And and then I wanted to mention that we talked about El Machete. Yes. <laughs> El Machete last time mm-hmm. in one of our scenes. And I brought up that a machete was brought out. <laughs> and you were like, what? And, and El Machete <laughs> wrote back and said, oh. <laughs> yes. Maybe I should have asked about the machete before playing with your property. <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately, or fortunately, I responded, meh, don't worry about it. <laughs> so I get to negotiate for myself most of the time, unless you've got a treat for me, and then you negotiate for me and tell me I have to do whatever the person says. <laughs> and, and, and one day we'll go back, we'll do another episode about um, negotiation, and we'll do this. This will be a wonderful public service reminder of, did you ask about machetes? <laughs> exactly. No machete play. No machete play. And uh, finally, uh, I did want to mention that Pony Girl Bixie has uh, recently mentioned that she started listening to the podcast from uh, the beginning. And uh, (laughs) she loves them. And I'm always stunned when people love them from the beginning. We tried to listen to one of the beginning ones. It was so cute because we're in the car going... Yeah, really? Can they speak a little faster? Yes. <laughs> Slow. It's bad when you put your own podcast on the t- time Well, and we half. also third-person Dolmer, second-person Dolmer, something. Can they speak a yes. little faster? And not even wanting to admit it was us. <laughs> not the best episodes ever, those in the beginning. But apparently, kept us going. People kept us going. We're good. Uh, so um, here's another one from my list. Uh, 100 Ways to Make Your Slave Feel Owned. Master's Word is the Last Word. Oh, I like that one. Um, I think it's certainly part of our relationship, although we don't necessarily um, operate that there's no communication allowed. Right. I, I mean, again, I don't even know why that's on the list. If you're in a power exchange relationship, mm-hmm. there's needs, in our opinion... <laughs> A point where the master's allowed to say, we're done discussing this. I have spoken. Exactly. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, with you, the buck stops here. So, and like you said, I'm, I'm allowed to speak up most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the subject will be of such a nature that I'll go, mm, may I have an opinion on this? Or, yeah. Well, obviously I have opinion, but may I express my <laughs> <Yes>. opinion? <laughs> You know, or would you like a little more information on the subject? That's the one you like to. I like to do that one because um, sometimes I may have information that you're not aware of when it comes to making a decision. And, you know, sometimes you want to know that information. Sometimes you don't. So I try to offer it, but I try to offer it very respectfully. And when you say we're done, we're done. The subject's over with. You've heard what you've needed to hear and we're moving on. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's, there's very little that we have in our life that we don't communicate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you, is, you know, from everything from do you want pizza tonight or Chinese <laughs> to... Um, uh, where do you want to present? To where do you want... Or, where do you, or you know, how are you going to punish so-and-so, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um 
There's, I, I value your opinion, your intelligence, and your experience, and it behooves me to give you the opportunity to share those with me and help me make decisions. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know that we're, you know when it comes to a conflict or when it comes to a we're just not sure, I make the decision and we're done. Right, right. And you know, with you, I actually feel heard when mm-hmm. I speak up. So, you know, I was trying to picture something like from a, I'm going to say the, the last marriage that I was in, you know, um, and it's probably other relationships I've been in too, where I'll speak up, but I don't feel heard. So I speak up louder. So I speak up louder. So I speak up even louder, you know, hear right. me, hear me, hear me. I don't have to do that with you, you know? So I can say what I'm saying once and I know you've heard me. Mm-hmm. And that way, when you say you're done, I feel like I've said all I need to say. Yeah. Yay. Well, there you go. <laughs> what, so what do you got on your list? Oh, my list. Okay. Now I'm not supposed to handpick, right? No. All right. Um, um. <laughs> Clearly you're handpicking though. <laughs> no, this is the next one. Instruct her to keep her toenails painted perfectly every day and check to see that they are before bed. I totally understand why this makes someone feel would would make someone feel owned. It's not about toenails. It's about consistently connecting to your partner and consistently being engaged with here's the order and I'm checking. Here's mm-hmm. the order and I'm checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the toenail specific, I could I don't care right and i would find it burdensome to to care about your toenails every night at at all to be honest you know what and and for me well it depends if you're into toenails or not but for me if you're going to do something like that as a master if you're going to do something like that do something that benefits you as well so like making the bed right you know if my order is to make the bed every day and you're going to check that every day yeah. then that's something that benefits you as well right. you know toenails don't necessarily benefit unless your slave's always wearing open-toed sandals and you want her toes to be pretty yeah see our example of this is the bed though we mm-hmm. do every day i don't tell you to make the bed every day you mm-hmm. know you have to make the bed every day mm-hmm. i don't tell you i don't bring you into the bedroom to check it every day right i simply notice it and i acknowledge it once in a while the, i was going to say though i like it when you take me in there and say, I'm checking it. Yeah. You know, so every now and then. The challenge is when you make it a daily thing. Right. It, the, it becomes rote. It becomes mm-hmm. the possibility that it's more burden than it's worth. Mm-hmm. So that was not bad. Not bad. It, not it bad. leads to some interesting thoughts. I think it was the toenails that threw me off because that's You know, it, it would be interesting <laughs> to see somebody who is new to being a master and mistress in a power exchange relationship and, and go through a list like this right. and say... This would be a great way for you to, you know, if these resonate for you and these don't, mm-hmm. it's going to give you a good idea of how the relationship's going to look for you. Oh, absolutely. You know? And we actually looked at something like this. There used to be a famous list that's, you know, even more famous well, the than this one. thing you're talking about, and, right? And, well, we used some of that to design some of our rituals and duties in our contract. Mm-hmm. But you're right. We were able to look at it and go and, and see if we were compatible by seeing what fed us off of the list. This does lead me to think that Living MS 365 should be the next book that we write. Ooh, I like that idea. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> um, so did we both just do one? I think so. Oh, I'm going to do another one. before. Okay. We, well, you know what? I do want to mention before I do another one that... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality. Boy, that's a big pause there, wasn't it? <laughs> I had to take this big, long breath... 
Uh, and we are sponsored by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. The Winter Wickedness Convention is coming February 1st and 2nd, 2013, Columbus, Ohio. It is the premier winter event of all winter events uh, in the United been, States. Mm-hmm. I will say in the United States. Yep, and it's been sold out for a while. Yes, you can still get on the waiting list uh, for what it's worth. Head over to adventuresinsexuality.org. For more information, I had to put that in the United States thing because the following weekend, you and I are going to, or is it the previous weekend? You and I will be going. You know, it's two weeks after that. Two or one. Canada. Yes, that's two weeks after. We've got three events we're doing in February, so we're trying to remember what order they're in. (laughs) For the premier winter event in Canada. At this time, they promised they will have snow, unlike last time, (laughs) where everyone said, don't go to to Edmonton in February. It's cold, it's cold. So we We walked walked a couple blocks to Starbucks in the snow, very cold and very bundled up, but we were able to walk outside without turning into popsicles. Yes. Um, so here's one of the things that is recommended is that you take the time to talk to the uh, slave in question, learn their fears, their dreams, and their fantasies, and then use your knowledge. Ooh, you do that all the time. I do. That's, second, that's, I, that's habit, second yeah, nature. I, uh, I think the tone of this bothers me a tiny bit, but it's still, I, told, I agree with it, mm-hmm. that you should... Learn about the person that you're going to dominate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, but that's, it's really just, it would expand into an entire episode on itself. Right. So I'm going to leave that one alone beyond the fact that uh, there is great value in it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to make a note that it needs to be its own episode. Okay, I was going to say circle that one and we'll add it to our little spreadsheet. Yes. By the way, great segue for that one. If anybody's got a question of the day or a topic (laughs) that they would like for 2013, we do try to keep a list of these, and sometimes we'll just randomly pick them for what we're in the mood to chat about that day. So um, if you want to be added to the list, you can send us that topic or question at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or you can use the Got Comment form on the webpage. (laughs) Which I am working on, by the way. Awesome, awesome. Oh, I've seen the new design. That's going to be Isn't great. That nice? So, or on Facebook, Erotic Awakening, one word. There are other ways to contact us as well as find out where we'll be preventing, preventing, presenting, <laughs> presenting. <laughs> past podcast episodes, links to the newsletter, and all other kinds of doodly do at eroticawakening.com. Sweet. Read another one of your fine questions, young lady. All right, another fine question. (laughs) Make it her responsibility to put the toys away after play and punishment and to keep them clean and neat. We do this after play. And um, do we do it after? I suppose we would do it after punishment as well, though we don't use necessarily toys to punish. Yeah, we don't usually use toys. Yeah, I mean, that's really... That's something we do. I don't know if mm-hmm. it makes you. Feel, it doesn't make you feel owned. Makes me feel owned, and you know, I've actually got a, a memory of someone. Wow, God, that was a long time ago. But um, I remember sitting on the floor. We were at this house party, and um, someone had just had a really, really, really awesome, heavy, intense scene. I mean, she was flying, and um, he took her off the cross and he pointed to the toys. Uh-huh. And then he walked away and had a conversation. So she's like stumbling, naked, marked up, and she's putting the toys away. And part of me's going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Aftercare. 
you know, they should be snuggling and stuff like that. And I talked to her later. She's like, no, that makes me feel owned. He took me to where I wanted to be, and then I get to take care of his toys. And I was like, wow, okay, I get it. I get it. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now sometimes we'll snuggle first before I put the toys away. We do normally snuggle first. Yeah. I mean, unless we're in the middle of a, a public dungeon where right. we're trying to make space for someone else. I do like the idea that it does. It's not so much as a feeling owned per se. That's part of it. But it's more of a close. It's more of ritualistic for me. It's the mm-hmm. closure of the scene, mm-hmm. you know, where, where you put the toys away. Right. So, I like it. Well, that I was like an easy it. one. That was easy. Well, um... Before I do another one, I do want to mention that Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned and by a lifestyle couple of over 20 years' experience. It sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and repair and restoration of all your leather goods. Slave-tested and master-approved. Find out more at manorgear.com. And just to expand upon that a little bit, I know I read through that really quick, <laughs> but go check out manorgear.com. Yes. Uh, they are big supporters of the podcast. They keep us up and running and not having to pay for it out of our pocket, mm-hmm. which allows us to present and mm-hmm. develop card games and travel and do all kinds of other stuff, uh, as well as still eat. And uh, they've actually been uh, engaged in some other projects that we've got going that they want to help support. Yes. So please do go check out the manorgear.com. Uh, fantastic people. And again, it is lifestyle people creating mm-hmm. lifestyle goods. It's not... Um, like at Barnes and Noble the other day, I saw the Fifty Shades of Grey, the board game, made in Taiwan. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. So um, another one from my list, and my list actually, I'm, I'm happy that my list is almost uh, done. Although this page of it, I should say, <laughs> is specify exactly how she will address you in public and in private. Oh, see, I like that one too. I like being given that structure of how to address you. Uh-huh. So, I mean, in public, I'm not going to call you master. You don't want me to call you master in public. Right. I can call you, I, well, I slip up sometimes because you don't even like me to call you sir in public because it kind of <laughs> sep- sep- separates us apart from everybody else. Yeah, you do. Accidentally I do sometimes. accidentally. Oh, my gosh. And even in the house, you don't have a rule that I call you sir, but um, I do a lot. And... um. It depends what it is that we're doing. If you tell me to get you coffee, yes, sir. If you tell me to go get you something else or to do something else for you, yes, sir. Um, Sometimes, um, sir, would you like a cup of coffee? You know, things like that. And uh, I really am not to do that when the kids are around and the kids come to visit sometimes. And I just like calling you sir so much that uh one of the kids was over (laughs) what was that a couple of weeks ago yes and you i think you actually said honey or you Uh may have said dawn you know and honey we need to do the finances and yelling from the kitchen i say yes sir (laughs) oh crap (laughs) the boy did not even give me a funny look yep Uh, i think it's a great um idea i think it's 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 continues the reinforcement of the power exchange relationship and it helps some people have difficulties when they are in public how do i keep the relationship in the forefront and not Mm -hmm. freak out normals so -hmm. to speak and by having uh, a specified terminology that you use in public helps as well especially if it's something like you know never call me dan right always call me dear 
Yeah. You know, whatever it is. I like that. So that we've translated it in our mind. She's calling me, she's calling me master mm-hmm. right now, but it's the publicly acceptable term. Um, yeah, I think that's a very good one. I like it. I like it. Even at like a, even at the beginning of an event. I mean, like I said, for us, we're married and uh, spend a lot of time together. And you don't have me call you sir all the time. So when we go to an event, to have you stand me in front of you and say, at this event, you will call me master at all times. You know, or something like that, or whatever title that you want. It's just kind of neat. It gives me that little, like I said, power exchange is my fetish. So I like. When stuff like that mm-hmm. is, is brought up, and I can say yes, sir. Yep. So power exchange is my fetish. Yes. <laughs> I'm making that would be a great episode title. Oh, nice. It is. It's one of those that uh, people when I negotiate with people, they're like, "What do you like?" And it's like, "Oh, I, you know what? I just had this at AIS beatings, actually." Ooh, I had a nice little ten-minute scene. Yes. So, and they're they're asking me, they're like, "So, what is it that you like?" And I'm like, "Well, I can do almost anything, um, but I like that energy exchange." I didn't use power exchange because they're very aware of mine and your relationship, and that just would have made them stumble uh-huh. a little bit if I'd have said power exchange. So I said energy exchange, and um, that I need to be in a position where I can submit. You know, I, I, that's where I like to go. So if you're good with floggers, we can do it with floggers. If you're good with a single tail, we can do it with a single tail. If you're good with, so he brings out a single tail and a lacquered paddle. Mm -hmm. He goes, so you like the single tail? And I'm like, well, if we can warm up first and he holds up the paddle and I'm like, um, with something a little lighter than that. And he just kind of stands there and goes, this is my light paddle. (laughs) And I'm like, oh crap. (laughs) I'm in for a scene, but he was, he, it was awesome. Good. He got what I was trying to say. Good deal, Leo. Uh, so off your list, you have one off of my list. Let's see. See, and some of these are just, mm, but I'll go the next one down. Reward her by letting her name, her favorite scene, toys, etc. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, That's it just fine. feels like it was thrown in there to make a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. Next. Yeah, I, I don't really, next. I don't care. One way yeah, or the other. I don't get that one either. So both of us are just kind of sitting here, scrunchy faced, going, "Huh?" Yeah, there's one. <laughs> if if one of our listeners go, "Oh yeah, I, I totally get that one." Uh huh. Use the contact form, and you can teach us. But there you I don't. Go. I don't. That one's like, um, just not not for us. Next. Okay. okay so call her your slut, your pet, etc. We also do yes. that by nature. I think that is a good, uh, a good one actually. Um, and this one actually goes in a variety of different ways. Pet names are always nice for mm-hmm. affection. Um, mine is a powerful word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this just generally. Yeah, I mean, this one makes a lot of sense to me. It does, you know. And I tell you what, nothing makes me more hot i don't know about nothing but it's pretty up there when you look at me and say mine yeah you know or call me your slut or your just yours you know so yeah (laughs) makes me feel owned do you have any more are you at the i have one more on this piece of list um if you are willing to correct her each time she forgets until it is a habit have her refer to you to herself as this slave that's the, the third person thing. I um, no, thank you. I have no value. There's no value in that to me. I understand. Mm-hmm. I hear people that do it. Some people practice it. Uh, Master Fireman 
mm-hmm. uh, is hardcore about this whole third party thing, and she does it from a very different perspective. And a matter of fact, I shouldn't. I uh, they do it from a very different perspective. Yes, correct, gender correct myself there. Um, but for us. No, I, I'd never have asked a slave to refer to themselves in the third party. Mm-hmm. I think you might have delved in that for a short I time. Did. I did. At the very beginning, we had a friend that was really into um, gore and uh, third-person speech and really loved it. I mean, for them as as a master slave, it really worked for them. So I tried it for a little while, and I would write to you and say, this girl... You know, and things like that. And sometimes that works for me. You know, just the, just saying it and just seeing it in print, this girl, I kind of like it, but I think it would get really, really annoying for us. Yeah. We do our, too much communication for absolutely. me to always be in third person. For our lifestyle and for the fact that we teach, it's important that, no, no, we, we need to be, when you talk, mm-hmm. you know, you, when you say, well, when I have difficulties with this situation, I always do this, people need to hear that. It's you. They need the I we statements. We don't need the sneaky this, that, then, therefore stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine trying? That would be like trying to uh, speak Dr. Seuss speak when we do uh, presentations. I don't know what Dr. <laughs> Seuss speak is, Which but I- I'm going to find out apparently for the winter wickedness. Well, for once, we've picked your costume. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. Though. So that is uh, stuff off my list. What do you got? Well, let me just do a random one down here somewhere. <laughs> you don't um, like the listing. Um, well, some of these... Uh, While Don looks for that, I will point out to a, somebody who wrote in that the wearing a, fan, a fang earring is not a sign that you're kinky. It just made me a sign of fashion sense or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So let's say have her eat from a dog bowl on occasion. If the dog bowl's on the floor, that might be valuable. That mm-hmm. would be something. Um, to me, that's more MS role play than it is ownership. Mm-hmm. I can see it on occasion. Our, not for our relationship. Um, I can't. So, for example, let's look at the people who are currently in my life, right? Okay. Uh, if I recommended that Karen eat out of a dog bowl... Oh, my God. That would not go well. <laughs> For new people to the podcast, Karen is a non-power exchange relationship. And uh, I'm sure she would... It would be the first time I've ever seen her do the neck thing, the, the snake <laughs> neck thing. Um, or she would offer to uh, humbly join me as we eat off. So, no, no. Um, I could see it for bat... On an occasion mm-hmm. where I think, now that I think about it, and I'm just generating th- instinctive thought here, where I have a very interesting relationship with Bat. We don't use master-slave terminology, but she certainly does feel owned. Mm-hmm. She is the... Um, she does a wonderful job of being owned. She does a wonderful job of representing the household, of representing me, of representing us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and but she's deep. She's a deep thinker, too. Mm-hmm. So for me to tell her to eat out of a dog bowl just randomly on occasion, for no apparent reason, I think she would do it. Mm-hmm. I think she would look at me, oddly, and she would obey <laughs> because, that, because she, she respects me. Oh, absolutely, she'd obey. 
And I think it would be uh, very interesting for me, because she keeps a little online journal that I read. Mm-hmm. I think that we would see some interesting things in her struggles and da-da-da-da uh-huh. as we lift deeper into da-da-da-da. Right? Yes. So I think there would be positive there. Uh, I think for Candy, I think she would smile radiantly and be pleased as punch to mm-hmm. be allowed to eat out of a dog bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting as a master how those two things are, are so extremely dif- different. Right. But how I would expect the same response. Right. Yeah, go do what I tell you to do. That would use it as a moment, as a tool for growth. Yes. And introspection. Yes. And uh, Candy would use it as a reflection of her loyalty and willingness to please. Mm-hmm. Neither right, wrong, good, bad. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, both good, actually. In my yes. Opinion. You, on the other hand. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring up me. <laughs> It would be uh, interesting. Uh, obviously, you would do it. I have no doubt that you'd go do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you would be thinking of a... Uh, I think that you would become somewhat of an observer, though. I don't know. If you would observe it and just do it and kind of step away and observe that you're doing it and saying, well, this will be interesting to podcast about later. <laughs> But actually, I think you would just simply, and what I think for you, the, ah, see, here's the solution for you. I would say, not, I wouldn't just say, I want you to go eat out of, have you're going to eat your dinner out of this dog bowl on the floor. Mm-hmm. I would say, you're going to mindfully go eat your dinner out of this dog, full, dog mm-hmm. food on a bowl. And you're going to be mindful of being a, the kind of slave that eats out of dog bowls on floors. Instead of this, and I think it'd be fantastic for you from the perspective of in that you are very much what we call the power slave. Um, I mean, last night, yesterday, you went and did a wedding all by yourself. Mm-hmm. You didn't have, oh, master, may I go be the clergy at this wedding? You just went and did it. I don't, right. By the way, how'd that go? It went really great. Good. It was good. 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 Um, you are going to college. Mm-hmm. You're a co-author. You're a co-presenter. And a lot of the stuff we've shifted the responsibilities of our power exchange responsibilities to you. Mm-hmm. So I think that it would be a very nice, refreshing matter of fact. You might even see it as an opportunity to relax for a little bit. Oh boy, I don't have to worry about running, you know, um, this or that for a little bit. I get to just be on the floor eating a dog bowl, and I bet after that you'd curl up under my feet. Mm-hmm. So. That's a really good one, actually. And so, and if you have the kind of slave that would look at you and go, uh uh-uh, uh, well, that's interesting too, isn't yeah. it? You know, because if you are defining yourself as a slave, but you're choosing not when you and when you will and when you will not mm-hmm. obey, that's an interesting view of what a slave is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I would recommend to all masters and mistresses that are listening to the podcast your slave should now go eat out of a dog bowl. Just so that you can experience how they'll respond. Right. You know, and make it, and when I say dog bowl, I don't mean the same bowl that the dog eats out of. <laughs> but that'd be interesting too. <laughs> that would be a different thing, right? <laughs> a different kind of bowl. A, right. a bowl on the floor where the dog's bowls normally go. Mm-hmm. And just don't make a big, I mean, every relationship's different, so I don't know that it's a good idea. Right. But what an interesting reflection of what your relationship looks like, you know? If you're a slave, gets down and eats out of it, and not another word said about it, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. If your slave looks at you like you've gone crazy and says no, that is also interesting. It's not bad. doesn't mean your relationship's not as good as anyone else's, but it is interesting to say when later you reflect what kind of master or mistress-slave relationship do I want to have? Do I want to have a relationship where my slave gets to say no? And if so, 
is the master-slave terminology the right terminology for you? Right. You know? Um, it's really interesting to me, actually. Can I give you a little hint about the dog bowl? Absolutely. <laughs> I think you really got it pegged there yeah. at the end. Yeah, I think you really got it pegged. And um, for me, it, like you said, the whole relaxing thing and the whole mindfulness thing, absolutely, it would take me out of, I do get a lot of power in a lot of the different things that I do. I can feel my face getting scrunchy, uh-huh. like I'm getting ready to space. So the idea of, you know, I just see it, yes, it can be like a MS role play, yeah. but I think that's valid too. So to make me, tell me to eat out of a dog bowl actually makes me feel kind of special because it's like you've taken a moment and said, nope, come out of everything else that you're doing. Yeah. You are mine. Eat out of the dog bowl mm. simply because I'm telling you to. All right. You know, that would actually make me wet. Yeah. And the idea of curling up at your feet and just being it, puppy dog, foot on, yeah, that would you just know, make me feel special. Good. Yeah. I, you know, the, and the, one, the only one that I think I've got, the only thing I want to add to that, I think for Bat, mm-hmm. I think it's also a neat opportunity to smash the exterior, the mask that she wears. Yes. And say, you know. Because she's got a lot of responsibility yeah. and a lot of power yeah. and stuff like that, too. So smashing through that and just letting her give that, just, just give her that moment to obey. Yeah, yeah. She'll reflect later. It's funny because <laughs> uh, Bat has recently, we've learned, uh, has commented on occasion that she listens to the podcast. Uh-huh. And Candy listens to the podcast. I think you listen to the podcast. <laughs> so we'll see how that works for me. coffee yeah. on that one. <laughs> I don't think Karen listens to the podcast, so I think I'll be able to get away with this one. But maybe I'll be getting a, a dog bowl for Christmas next year. <laughs> yeah, don't spit coffee all over the mic, please. All right. Uh, I think we're just about done on this one. That was so. a good one to end up on. Uh, I do want to mention that I do have, I did mention earlier in the show that I would be talking about my dick. So uh, what do I want to say about my dick? It's, I can talk about your dick. It's, well, it's still where, where it was yesterday. Um, I just don't have a lot to say about my dick. I'm kind of used to it at this point. I know. I like your dick. Okay. <laughs> uh, picture a banana. And if you're holding a banana. Yes. And up to your belly. Mm-hmm. And you take it so that it is bending down right. instead of bending up. Uh-huh. Right? That's how bananas go. Like, they have this bend to them. That would be what my dick is like. It mm-hmm. bends down like that. It's a hook to the down. I understand most dicks hook the other direction. I guess so. Maybe it's because you. What do you mean? You guess so? You've noticed. Uh, you've had other dicks. <laughs> I had not in a very long time, actually. <laughs> Podcast listeners, I get to play, but that's not a challenge. On that level. <laughs> uh, okay, so that is the show for today. Let's uh, let's get into that front bump. Yay! Or I guess we'll put the end bump at the end. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service is the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a $10 donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What What a bargain! Contact us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Go to kinkstarter.eroticawakening.com and get your deck of the famous Erotic Awakening Kinkstarter cards. Why only fantasize about the stuff you read? Here's your opportunity to bring it to life. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs>